0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of So I'm Married a Horror Fan. I hope everyone's staying out of trouble and doing whatever they can in this heat. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon. I'm Lee. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special surprise for you today. We have currently our first and only returning guest. You may know her from our lowest played, lowest rated episode (laughs) ever, uh, which was our episode on Conspiracy Theories. She is our best friend, the light of our life, and the third person in our marriage. So technically, the other person who married a horror fan. (laughs) Um, It is our friend Nicole!
1: Yay! I was actually expecting applause after all that. I think you hyped me up too much the first time, and I did say that in that recording as well. So at least now the expectations are a bit lower.
0: We didn't hype you up as much as what Amy did to her friends, I'm sure. I mean... Shout out to Amy, who's yet to appear on this podcast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) She's literally going to disown
0: us.
1: (laughs) Don't tell her I'm here.
0: So, yeah, this is a very special episode after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of waiting because apparently they couldn't release this movie simultaneously around the world for reasons. um, This is our review of the new Jordan Peele movie, Nope. Um, For those of you that have listened to our previous episodes, we did an episode on Get Out and we have done an episode on Us. Uh, If you haven't, what the fuck are you doing? Go back and check those out immediately. We will wait. It's fine. Um, I think it's very clear. I think it's very clear at this point how me and Lee feel about Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. I think he is a genius. Lee's 50-50 on him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to start with you. Um, (laughs)
3: Because I
0: normally start with Lee, but we've talked about Jordan Peele at length. So what is your relationship with Jordan Peele?
1: I met Jordan Peel back in between I'm joking. It um, was <laughs> a bad start. Um yeah, I've seen I've obviously seen Get Out and Um Us and I've also listened to the uh, the episodes about it, so it's cool I'm okay to be here. Um, <laughs> I I do think he's doing something that hasn't been done before, and that's definitely not a fresh take on Jordan Peel. Um I think he's incredibly intelligent in what he in what he does and i think he is just he's not afraid to subvert expectations and i think everything he touches is at least a little bit gold
0: yeah he, he's he got the golden touch so are you one of those people that thinks that us is good because yes. i think it's universally agreed that get out is great but get... us is the one where he falls down
1: yeah but that's what i mean i don't think he does things unintentionally i think the things that he does are intentional And it's for him, it's not for, like, anybody else. Yeah. So...
0: So what were your expectations going into Nope?
1: I was really scared. (laughs) I was was awake last night, like, trying to sleep, thinking, oh, my God, is this going to be really scary? Like, I've, I've been saying a lot today, I hate jump scares, and I kind of just expect modern horror to do that, despite having seen Jordan Peele's other work, and knowing that he's much smarter than... Just relying on jump scares, I still was like, "Oh my god, is this gonna, is this gonna mess me up?" But um... that's
0: why we had to see it in daylight.
1: <laughs> I'm okay. I survived.
0: Yeah, just,
1: just. I did think it would be weirder.
0: Yeah, I think this is what we're going to talk about when we get into the meat and bones of this movie. Is is this really a horror movie or not? Because I feel like this is the one of his movies that has been marketed the poorest. Um, because they've tried to market it. If you watch that original teaser trailer, like the words are going backwards up the screen. There's the creepy music. There's a scene where there's like a little crab in a house, like walking over a house that's not in the film. You know, there's... Oh, I just want to point out before we get into Meat and Bones' movie, this is a full spoiler review. Oh, yeah. Like this movie's been out for three weeks in America and other parts of the world. I realise it is only now just coming out in the UK, but... At this point, it seems a bit weird to do a non-spoiler review for a movie that's had spoilers posted all over the internet for weeks and weeks and weeks. So please be warned that from this point forward, there will be massive spoilers for this movie. Um, and like the scene with like the knuckle, the fist bump. Everybody was like, hey, like, is it a horse knuckle? Like, everybody thought this movie was like, hey, man, maybe they're like oh, the horse-human horse, human. hybrids and things like that. And then when you watch the movie, it's actually pretty straightforward. Because there's obviously the scene in the trailer, which is in the movie, where you see the woman with the disfigured face. Mm. And I think a lot of people were thinking that she had been abducted by aliens or she was something to do with the aliens. Mm. Um, but actually, her injuries are actually a lot, like, easier to explain.
1: yeah. I'm still I'm very excited to hear your take on it because obviously prior discussion to this there are apparently things that went way over my head yeah and Lee's head apparently so (laughs) um
0: so shall we let Lee do her bit and then we'll really really get into the meat and the bones of this movie
2: yeah we can indeed okay so nope released in 2022 Ooh, surprising. Um, okay, um, written, directed and produced by Jordan Peele.
0: <laughs> written by Jordan Peele, produced by Jordan Peele, directed by Jordan Peele, theme song by Jordan Peele. Sorry,
2: Jordan Peele. <laughs> Jordan Peele's actually in this film.
0: He's in the other two as he voice is. cameos, yeah. so I'd be very surprised if he isn't.
3: Uh.
0: Nicole's just looked at me like she didn't know. So just quickly before... W- He's the voice of the dying deer in Get Out...
3: Okay. He's also
0: the voice. You know when Chris is watching the video, and it's like a mind is a terrible thing to. That's his voice, and he's also the voice in us of the thing that uh, Red and Adelaide go into at the beginning. So you know, like the mm. spirit quest thing. He is yeah. the voice of the spirit quest as well in us.
1: Okay, so I can see, I can see where he could have been.
0: Yeah, so in... he could have been like a newscaster mm-hmm. in this. He, he's, he's probably the voice of Jean Jacket. <laughs>
1: Now I feel like something's gone over my head again. <laughs> it was
2: just a joke. I, like. I thought so, I never know what we think. Okay. About. <laughs> so cast wise in this film, we have Daniel Kaluuya as OJ Haywood.
0: Posh Kenneth's back.
2: Posh Kenneth is back. Kiki Palmer as Emerald Haywood. Brandon Perea. Perea. Perea, thank you, bo. As Angel Torres, Michael Wincott as Antler Antler's Host. <laughs> uh Steven Yun as Ricky Duper Park. Ren Schmidt as Amber Park. Keith David as Otis Haywood Senior. And I feel that's kind of Yeah. No I just wanna
0: else. I just wanna shout out the fact that Osgood Perkins is in this movie as well. Yes. He plays the director of the film that goes or the commercial that goes wrong with the horse. He is, for those of you that don't know, Osgood Perkins or Oz Perkins is the son of Anthony Perkins from Psycho and he actually directed one of the episodes of The Twilight Zone that Jordan Peele did the revival of. Mm-hmm. He's also Dorky David in uh, the Legally Blonde movies.
3: Yes. You
1: make some really fucking deep pulls, man. Like I have to like put my brain in overdrive
3: when you say shit like that.
0: Michael Wincott, uh, for those of you don't know, he is Top Dollar, the main villain in The Crow, and he's also one of the uh, gang in Alien Resurrection.
2: Isn't this one of his first films he's done in quite a long time? Yeah, he 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 doesn't act. he? He
0: like he does TV and stuff, but he's not. In as many films as it used yeah. to be.
2: Uh, Budget-wise, this movie was made on a $68 million budget. And to date, because obviously we've, it's just been released in the yeah. it has made $102.2 million.
0: At the domestic box office. It's domestic. the third movie of his in a row to have made $100 million at the box office. Because oh. uh, we don't count Candyman as one of his films. Because yeah, he only wrote and produced film. it. And mm. it was wrote by Nia Costa. Um, And this is, a, this is uh, Brandon Pereira's first ever film. And based on his audition, it completely changed the way the character was written. So originally, the character of Angel Torres was actually written to be a lot different. But upon meeting him and seeing his audition and collaborating with him, um, Jordan Peele actually changed the character to be more like uh, his audition.
2: The narrow effect was the Joseph Quinn effect.
0: Yeah. So there you go. Uh, also, a little fun fact: uh, parts of this movie, Jordan Peele directed while doing impressions of Barack Obama and um, Tracy Morgan.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your little friend, Nicole's face. I wish you could all see. I felt like I, do- I should have done more research before. Coming oh, don't worry, Simon this. has done been... plenty of research. I, I am.
0: I am what people in the wider world call obsessed with Jordan Peele. Um, I. I yeah i i kind of want to i kind of want to cycle back to me because i feel like i will have a lot to say about this movie i want to start at this portion of the episode with lee i want to get your thoughts and your feelings on this movie because i start with you because every time we've been to the cinema in the last six months you're like i'm sick of seeing this fucking trailer i'm sick of seeing this fucking trailer i'm sick of seeing this fucking trailer i don't want to see this movie anymore i don't care so now that you've seen it how do you feel about it
2: it is the weakest of Jordan Peele's movies by a huge margin. Okay, Discuss. I, I just, I really wanted to like it, but I just don't think it was that interesting.
0: Okay, Logan Paul.
2: Well, no, I just—I honestly just—it wasn't like normally. Like when we saw Get Out, I was mind blown. When yeah. we saw Us, up until about the last half an hour, I was kind of like, this movie is fantastic. Like, it's really interesting. This film... I don't feel like it feels like a Jordan Peele movie. Do you feel like... like he... It feels like it could have been made by anybody else.
0: Do you feel like it's because maybe he plays his hand too early with this one?
2: Mm. I think it just feels massively disconnected for a lot of it. I don't really... Like... In the first movie, you fall in love with Daniel Kaluuya's character and get out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: In the second film, you fall in love with Adelaide and Red, and you are completely emotionally invested in what happens to the families. Like this movie, I kind of didn't care. I love Kiki Palmer. I thought Emerald was a bit of a bitch, to be honest. <laughs> the Corsaids. I loved her. Um, I wasn't. Fussed by OJ at all. Like, I gave very very few fucks about what happened to him. I think the only character I really kind of liked was Angel.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. What about you?
1: I feel like this film's going to be a grower, not a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's.
0: Kind of like Jean Jacket.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who saw that coming? Um, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed the storytelling of it i think some parts were probably drawn out a little bit more than Mm -hmm. they needed to be but overall i feel like I, i really enjoyed the sort of story of it um there were bits that like made it classic horror but almost in like a satirical way i feel like the way that um they approached um what was happening with like very little regard for their own well-being um despite knowing what was happening yeah it was like okay you've agreed this is what's happening but you're still walking towards it you're still like yeah cool and um yeah oj had no rush in him whatsoever everything he did was in slow motion and it became really frustrating but i again i feel like that was an intentional thing like you, you If that's so obvious just from, like, this side of the screen, like, that side of the camera would have been even more obvious. That's an intentional thing. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it will grow on people the more that you watch it.
0: I think the main problem with this movie is that the wrong side of the story has been marketed. OJ and Emerald, much like the main characters in Us and the main characters in Get Out, are audience surrogates. The real story is Ricky's. Ricky, Jupe and Gordy are what this film is based on. And they are the two things that tie this entire movie together. And they are the ones that are the least focused on in this movie.
1: So this is what I meant in terms of you got <clears throat> something that yeah. we didn't. So, yeah, so
0: yeah. there is a line of dialogue in this movie about three quarters of the way through when they're talking about Ricky Jupe, right? And it's either Antlers says it or OJ says it. I can't remember which one. So he says that Ricky made a deal with a predator, right? Yeah,
2: OJ says it.
0: Yeah, and he mm-hmm. couldn't control the predator, right? You have to stay with me, but I promise you everything that I'm about to say will make sense and it will make way more sense when you see the movie the second time. Okay. So the movie starts with the Gordy attack, right? Mm-hmm. And then after the Gordy attack happens, you see the shoe standing upright Mm -hmm. and then they go away from that and then they come back to it
3: Mm
0: -hmm. ricky saw the aliens when he was a child he was the first person to make contact with jean jacket right which is why gordy goes apeshit and the only thing that's standing is the shoe the shoe is the sign that that is the first time that jean jacket has come to earth and that is why Ricky is the only one that is spared, because Ricky makes a deal with Jean Jacket, right? However, the problem is Jean Jacket, which for those of you that have seen the movie, is what the alien is called, right? Ricky is looking at Jean Jacket the same way that the Haywards look at a horse. He thinks that he can train Jean Jacket and Jean Jacket is working alongside of him much like a horse. He thinks that by using Jean Jacket in his show for spectacle and giving Jean Jacket the bodies that he needs to survive, he is working with him the way that a horse would. But Jean Jacket sees Ricky as something that he knows he can make him famous, he can give him this show and this spectacle, but he's using Ricky to get the bodies that he needs to survive. And when Ricky has outstayed his usefulness, that is when Ricky is terminated by Jean Jacket. Jean Jacket is also a metaphor for the predatory nature of the entertainment industry. Because he has made Ricky famous, but it has come at a cost.
2: Okay, wait. so why is the shoe the first hint that Mm. the alien's there?
0: Because of the way that it's looking up. It's yeah. the first indication. No, no. It's the first indication that you look up and the alien is what.
2: No. I mean I kind of get you saying the alien was around then because the noise that sets off the, Gordy. Gordy is the same noise that the alien Jean jacket made, makes later, later on in the film. The, the banging noise, the popping mm. of the balloons is the yeah. same noise. But I don't I don't see the whole because the thing is as well is that whole spectacle of him with the horses in the show, the first time he's presented it to people is the time we see. Because hmm. he says then, at six sixteen, six, And he says six months ago. Six months ago, me and my there. family saw this, and now I'm going to share it with you?
0: Yeah, but that could just be a script.
2: But everyone would know about it. But because I... you, think, you think anybody would have kept that secret. And six months prior was is when... when Oh, his, his dad died yeah because his dad is killed by the aliens accidentally yeah. but he's killed by the. But aliens.
0: but i do think there is a deeper connection between ricky and jean jacket um, than the movie makes out there is i
2: don't think there is oh you just think it's supposed to be uh like ricky always thinks he has more power than he does yeah
0: and like again the gaudy metaphor is another thing as well because again they made a deal with the predator they thought they could control it
3: mm. And mm. Mm.
0: I also, th- I I also do think that jean jacket or the alien is supposed to be some kind of metaphor for fame, because if you think about it, mm. it
2: makes here's
0: the thing, is the thing that makes Ricky famous, and Ricky kind of weaponizes his trauma. But he
2: doesn't, Gordy doesn't make Ricky famous, Ricky was famous before Gordy, because he did the TV show where he was the detective.
0: But the only thing Sheriff. anyone, the only thing Sheriff. anyone ever talks about is the Gordy attack.
2: Yeah, but he was already
1: yeah. famous before the
2: Gordy mm. attack
1: happened. I thought this was going to be when when that scene happened where he's, he's collected all mm-hmm. memorabilia from a horrific traumatic experience and it's his trauma and it's the way that he's like this was great look everyone's obsessed yeah. with this but he's not sharing what really happened. I thought it was going to be more to do with trauma and like that like lived experiences like that yeah but
0: then also that ties back into the whole him and jean jacket thing because he's telling people it's going to be a great spectacle but he's not he's not telling them the truth he's not telling them that the trauma that they're going to go through by being kidnapped but he doesn't
2: know that that. because he he's trying to get lucky to come out i see i think there's more to it i don't think there is i think you're digging too deep Mm.
0: or not deep enough this is Jordan Peele, my friend. I think... Because the thing
2: is, is he's trying to get lucky to leave the cage. Yeah. In the kind of... To feed yeah. Jean Jacket. He never intends to be eaten for all those people to be eaten. He he intends to make himself famous by presenting an alien to
1: and, the world. And then is it that he almost resents what happened with Gordy? because actually he was at that point where the show was doing really well it was really well received yeah. and he thought that's and all like, anybody remembers is the Gordia attack mm. and that's it his career has obviously dropped off he's opened like a like theme park kitschy like I mean i think they still have theme-pop. shows because there's there's mm. things up
2: for like the tv shows but i think he kind of his fame dropped off after mm. that because all anyone was interested in was the gordia
0: attack but i do th- i do think there is something in what i said like and obviously,
1: and I do. I do thinking thinking about it now through the lens that you've just sort of posed. I think that is interesting because they all do look up when the balloons yeah. go up, and there is the popping, and everybody then does die except not um, everyone.
2: It's I think uh, you can see some of
1: the people on, who are in the audience on the stage. No, because yeah. the girl survives. You see her halfway through the film. Well, mm. yes, but she gets her face even off, so um, for all intents and purposes, everybody who is not covered is attacked and or killed whereas ricky is under a table where he's covered and that doesn't protect him it protects him and he's
0: not looking up he's looking
1: yeah and he's actually looking it's just it felt like something deeper was coming and i think it's too deep do you
2: know what's quite interesting as well is talking about the looking up when is running away from the creature she's specifically going like, don't look at it don't look at it, don't look at it and then she looks, it starts following her and she looks away and it stops
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Mm.
2: so I don't think it can see you if you can't see it
0: but this is also the other thing because it
2: doesn't try and lift the house either it just regurgitates everything onto the house it doesn't try and lift the van either
0: and it doesn't start raining
2: out until he looks out of the car and looks up it and then slams the door shut and looks back down
0: but this is the other thing as well, and I think mm. Jordan Peele's kind of addressed this in some of the interviews, and it goes back to what you just said. The movie is about spectacle, mm. and it's about human obsession with spectacle. Mm. So it's about the human obsession with a gory attack, or an alien invasion, or tragedy, and I think that's right. We give power to these things, like we give power to viral videos, or yeah, to news yeah. stories, because we can't look away. And the minute we look away, or the minute we stop paying attention to something, it loses its power mm-hmm. and I think that is very much what he's putting in there with the sort of like this alien's going to attack you all the time you're looking at it, but the minute you stop looking at it, it loses its power
1: mm. that brings me to the um the biggest villain of the movie, which was the t m z guy yeah <laughs> he pissed me off so much, and he had about three minutes of screen time. I was like
0: was that not Jordan Peele's cameo? Maybe.
1: Oh my <laughs> god. No, it was clearly like yeah. not like a beard.
0: Jordan Peele's got a beard.
1: He was a white guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, it, it it did make me um that sort of concept of it, did make me think of this is going to be like a crazy throwback but do you remember that episode of The Simpsons I think it was a a Treehouse of Horrors one Mm -hmm. where all like the billboards and like the big mascots come to life and they sing that song just that look
0: yeah the minute they stop looking at them they go away that
1: literally like was going through my head constantly it was a battle between that song and like Cowboys and Aliens Mm -hmm. just round and round because it was it was Cowboys versus Aliens but like (laughs) done better
3: yeah.
1: that is one of the only films I've ever had to just turn off and walk away it was that bad so. that's interesting mm. I'm just reading through a couple of
2: facts about this movie now so you know he was at 6.13 every Friday is the uh, viewer experience that's when it comes out the Gordy instant lasted 6 minutes and 13 yeah. seconds Oh, this is and what when I'm he, he says um, I'm just, the next hour is going to change your life there is exactly 1 hour left of the film.
0: Yeah, and this is what I'm saying to you, the Gordy incident and the jean jacket thing are connected, and they are connected by Ricky. But, oh, yeah,
2: they are yeah, they're connected by Ricky, but I don't I don't think they're connected in the way you are trying to connect them.
0: Somebody fucking get Jordan Peel on the phone. Like hit someone hit Jordan. So I'm going to send this episode to Jordan <laughs> Peel be like, "Don't deny it, don't confirm it, just like wink at me once if I'm right."
1: <laughs> Which of us is right? Yeah.
0: But like, also, there are deeper meanings in this film about like the pressures of fame and like the erasure mm. of like certain people in like the film industry and things like that. Because he has he has touched upon those things in interviews, and I think the way that those things are like dealt with mm. in this movie are really interesting. It's like you know how Ricky was a massive star mm. and then he got traumatised and Hollywood just threw him away, and mm. now he's living in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Mm like entertaining five people and three kids
3: yeah
0: and it's like the idea that like emerald is so desperate to be famous but oj isn't hmm. because i imagine looking at their family lineage oj probably saw what happened to their great-grandfather what happened to their father mm-hmm. and it's like people like us and i don't mean that in a derogatory term but he's probably looking at it as like the way that the industry treats black people hmm. it's not going to do us any favors Yeah. whereas she's looking at it as like I can be more than this. I can use this as a springboard to become famous. Mm. And it's interesting seeing the two ideologies of those two siblings raised in the same household, coming from the same family, and one wanting absolutely nothing to do. He just wants to be on his ranch with his horses, make his money, like, and just live a quiet life. And then the sister is like, so desperate for fame and so wanting think, to be...
1: I think that's that's sort of... That's sort of achieved, though, in, in that she, even in that opening bit where he does the safety speech and he starts to tell the story of, like, the first ever motion picture was the, the two-second clip of a black man and it was their great-great-grandad. Extra great in that. Great-great-great. <laughs> thanks, Beth. There's, a, there's <laughs> another great. There's minor, another great. Minor detail. Um, sorry, major detail. Um, she And then she comes in and she's really big with it. She clearly is like, that's really important to her. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If that's also down to like OJ has clearly got like some social anxiety, not into social situations. But yeah, it's it's it is like she rings the the camera guy and she's like, "Come on, we're going to get the impossible shot." Well, think she just is, oversells This everything. is
2: the two different things with the two characters. So OJ throughout this film is he's just trying to save the ranch. He wants to do the same thing as Daddy did and his Granddaddy and his Great Great Granddaddy. Like he wants to.
0: He knows his place Heywood. in life, and he just wants yeah. to stay and there. And he
2: wants to keep that. That sounded really
0: horrible. I didn't mean to, it <laughs> to say it in that way, but like. But no, he
2: wants to keep the family away. legacy yeah. going. Whereas M is more interested in becoming a star.
1: Mm. But she didn't have the same experience he did. He went with his dad and did all. Yeah, the and same. this is why I think
2: because OJ looks at and he knows it's a job you need to get. In, you get the horses. You it's, it is a job you do. That's it. Mm -hmm. Whereas because I think she didn't get to experience that, she views it as like a way into being a celebrity. Mm. And like, you can tell like when she does the big, like he's just telling the story of like, you know, it was like like my great, 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 great. But when she Mm. says it, you can tell she's repeating it the exact same way she heard it from her dad. Mm. Because he goes, there's an extra great in that. Because he wouldn't, that extra great wouldn't have been there when her dad told the story. Mm.
0: And the thing is as well, I think... It's it's kind of that interesting way of looking at like a job, like mm. he he views it as a job. I'm here to do a job. I have mm. to be professional. I need to get in, get my money, get out. Mm. And then she's just like she's always she's looking a for something. Me. Yeah, she's always looking for something more. Mm. And that even comes across in the final act of the movie in the way that they deal with Jean Jacket. Mm-hmm. Like he deals with Jean Jacket in a very understated way of like I have to execute the plan, no more, no less. Like we need. Whereas she is you know going over the top with it like and this is another thing actually i'm going to go back to the ricky theory one more time like just because there was one thing about the end of the movie again the horse metaphor they talk about him making a deal with the predator and how jean jacket is territorial because it's his territory mm-hmm. where do they lure jean jacket back to at the end of the movie the
2: farm The ricky's ranch, ricky's ranch. like a horse so mm-hmm. I have a Jordan Peele quote about this whole Ricky thing. Oh,
0: don't, don't do me like this. Don't let Jordan Peele be like, that fucking so, white boy said, is crazy.
2: Jordan said, Simon is Campton wrong. Is okay, wrong. so basically, oh, no, um, Jordan didn't explain the significance of the deadly chimpanzee attacked witnessed by Jupe. however, it is meant to show that you can't tame a predator and mankind will risk everything for a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Dupé exploits Gordy's home massacre for profit. Mm-hmm. Similarly, thought he could tame the sim, uh, and similarly thought you could tame the creature for a show business opportunity. So Gordy, Dupé's survival of the chimpanzee attack gave him the mistaken impression that he could tame an alpha predator who were often unpredictable. So it's nothing to do with, it, but it's Gordy doesn't attack him. Gordy stops like because the balloons stop the... popping. Mm. Mm. And he goes to give him the fist bump. So that gave him the impression that, well, I'm obviously like an alpha alpha. Mm-hmm. I can tame an alpha predator. And that scene with Gordy is, I'm assuming, supposed to show you that of like, because Gordy didn't attack him when he attacked everybody else, it gave Duke this false sense of security of like, well, I survived that. I can tame this predator. Mm. Whereas if you look, and this is the difference between the two characters OJ and. Emerald. No dupe are the same character they've both worked in show business they've both worked on loads of films they've both tamed animals but oj respects the animals he tames he he even says he's like if you break something you can build it because he that's what you do when you train horses you have to break them first Mm. but he does it with respect and he treats those animals with respect Mm -hmm. whereas dupe doesn't he thinks that he can just feed it and it's trained and it's you're in charge and I feel like OJ and Duke are the same character.
0: Just two sides of a just two point.
2: sides of the the same coin mm. of the two different ways people treat treat animals.
1: And OJ is the one that says, "If you don't look at it, it won't eat you." Mm. And then he said, "But every predator's got its thing." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's he's treating it with respect, and I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking to pick a fight with you. I'm not looking to yeah, you know, challenge you. Like it's cool, man. Like don't eat me but um yeah it's basically like a movie for harambe
0: fans <laughs> can i can i ask you guys a question uh-huh. i've seen this online a couple of times people talking about how jean jacket in its circular form looks like the bottom of a cowboy hat and how it, how that's somehow intentional and i don't know why uh, that would no, be but, intentional yeah. like what the thread would be for that i
2: don't think so i think he's so If you look at the design, especially when you see jean jacket as full thing, a jellyfish looks kind of similar when it's in a circular form. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's just normally got the tentacles. And when it's got the ribbon coming out, especially, it looks very jellyfish-like. And then obviously, when it starts flowing out, it looks like deep sea creatures. I think it's just a design choice of making it Mm -hmm. look like it's something that could be of Earth, but definitely isn't.
0: What did we think of jean jacket?
2: I like the design.
0: I didn't think jean jacket was particularly threatening when you saw it. Mm. And I think that was the problem. The scene where it went all fucking plagues and it was raining blood and all that shit Mm. was fucking terrifying. Yeah. But then they're like, hey man, it's daytime, here's a fucking jellyfish. Like, I didn't think overall using him in the daytime... It
2: looks really cool, but... There's something about it's not scary. It's just a really awesome design yeah. for a creature. It's not very scary.
1: And I think I was saying this be- before, but like for me, like it's always scarier is the the the, the build up, the teasing, the not mm-hmm. knowing. Not knowing. That's what makes it creepier. The pinching of the underboob. <laughs> yes, precisely. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just. it's just not knowing and it like the the build up was so good especially with like the raining everything on the house like that's predator shit that is a predator Mm -hmm. trying to drive out his prey and it's very cleverly done especially like with the rain around it all of that tension building was brilliant so it it was just it wasn't that the design wasn't good it's that it didn't match what was being built it didn't deliver what it was promising yeah in terms of what was scary. And the thing is, as well, is... I know it's on purpose. But,
2: like, you never really find out anything about Gene yeah. Junkie. Like, I know that's obviously on purpose. Like, John Peel didn't want you to know where it was from or what it was. But, like... What is it? Like, it's yeah. obviously an alien species, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. is the assumption. But... Where did it come from? Where did my... it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from, <laughs> <quite an laughs> I joke?
0: My other other My other theory... And it's a Finley fucking veiled theory is, hey, man, Stephen Yun played an alien in fucking Twilight Zone, which was also produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Maybe this is the same character.
1: Hmm. I haven't seen that, so I cannot comment.
0: Um, yeah, I think I think this is the second movie in a row where Jordan Peele has written himself into a corner because of how he had to end the film. Like us, I think no matter what explanation he gave for The Tethered, it was never going to be satisfying. Mm -hmm. And I think the non-explanation or the half assed explanation that he gives isn't satisfying and it undermines the terror of the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think this is exactly the same. I think showing too much of Jean Jacket and showing Jean Jacket in its full capacity in the daytime Mm -hmm. definitely takes away some of the the the, the greatness of the, the opening half of this movie. And again, I think as well, like Jordan Peele loves a mystery box. It's very obvious who Jordan Peele's influences are in the way that he writes his movies and the way that he wants things to be like secretive. Like he talks about this movie being like a Spielberg movie. It's a big summer blockbuster. It's not really a horror movie. Like he wrote it in the same vein of like Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Jaws. The problem is when you see Jaws in the cold light of day after the shark has been teased for two hours, Jaws is still terrifying. Yes. This is not.
2: See, one major issue I have with this film is, obviously, we've made the assumption, and I think we've all, we're all kind of agreed, that it is kind of about, you know, searching for fame.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, like, um looking for the spectacle. Mm. A lot of the people who look for the spectacle in this movie die. Stephen Young's character, Jupe, dies. Um, Antler's sacrifices himself for the shot. shot. Um, Angel survives, obviously. But, Emerald, the TMZ guy, he dies, I don't think Emerald should have survived. No, I don't. Because Emerald was the one who kept pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing because she's like, if we do this, we can get famous, we can make money. Mm. And... She like OJ's kind of just agreed Because he's kind of like Well let's eat my horses And my sister wants to do it So kind of fine Like he's not actually That
1: fussed about But is that to, to show Sort of a, a growth in her of,
2: like, No because no, at the get...
1: end Of this film
2: She's still
0: the same eight, She's character,
1: still trying to get the shot
2: she risks her own life to get the shot of Jean Jacket.
0: She does the sick Akira slide on the motorbike. She does the
2: sick Akira yeah. slide on this motorbike. That you know, was she's an using incredible the... shot as well. It is. And then but... she's using the penny fountain camera. Yeah. But also... But, and I'm like, this movie's all about
1: creating a spectacle and how that's a kind of a bad thing. Yeah, but for me, the biggest and best payoff would have been to have had the the clicky-clicky camera mm. footage. Like, the whole, like, he was like, I'm going to get the impossible shot and literally recorded his own... But more interestingly... I wanted that to be spat out and I wanted that to be seen. The
2: closing of this film, so her four photos... First film I've made, it's four photos in a two-second clip. Oh. I also... (laughs) on a a horse and she (coughs) takes four shots of the Mm. alien attacking the balloon.
0: This is also just penny dropped in my head. (laughs) I wonder if this is where The Wizard of Oz... Um, influence comes in as well because the wizard of oz is this big booming scary voice that runs a village that no one ever sees until they pull the curtain back and then he's exposed and he's no longer the thing that we think he is and i kind of wonder if that's where the wizard of oz thing influence comes from because they tease jean jacket being this really fucking scary thing and then you pull the curtain back and it's not
1: but the concept is still scary yeah
0: mm-hmm. the
1: the concept is still like this thing can fly like that it can literally suck you off the ground and you're dead like
0: to make to make another simpsons comparison it reminds me of that episode where they see the alien and then it's mr burns <laughs> with like their contact lenses and he's like oh, i'm I... here to help you don't be
3: afraid <laughs> don't be afraid
0: don't um, bring you love. what did we think of the characters in this movie
1: i didn't like M. I I am I am shocked. I and disappointed.
2: M annoys me to a degree because she is only really interested in her family's business. She's kind of ignoring it and just left it all to OJ after their dad died, and she just kind of left him to struggle. Mm-hmm. But I also and,
1: sorry, I don't mean to count you right there and then, but read bitch. I feel, I feel like that is explained. I think that's... that. Oh, because their
2: dad wasn't great with her and all of that shit, but instead of, like, she's far more interested in becoming famous than helping her brother in any way, shape, or form. Like, OJ's obviously struggling, especially after seeing his dad die, watching it happen, Mm. and then trying to keep his dad's legacy going. And then obviously when the horses start disappearing, and he's having to sell his horses to, like, dupe, And she's, and then when she finds out that he offered to buy the land, and she's like, well, why didn't you take it? You're so stupid. Because she doesn't care about what her brother cares about, and she gives, she has zero interest in even trying to help him. But I don't think she owes anybody No, She doesn't owe anybody it, but instead of, instead of her being like, I'm really sorry this is happening, like, she's just like, well, why don't you sell it up then? and instead of being like this means something to her brother and her brother really wants to carry on their family's legacy she's more interested in becoming famous and making money than being like I'm really sorry this is happening I am not really involved like I I don't want to be but I'm sorry she's just like you're dumb why don't you take the money Mm -hmm. and her brother's obviously really struggling you see that at the beginning after seeing their dad die her brother's obviously struggling and she's just making a spectacle of herself Mm mm-hmm And then when mm, the horse point. is, when after the thing and the horse is starting to freak out, he's trying to shout her to get her attention because mm. he needs help. And she's too busy promoting herself. Mm. I, I, I love Kiki Palmer, but I, I don't like the character. And I think that's kind of on purpose. I yeah. think you're supposed to relate to one of the siblings, depending on which side you fall. <laughs> um, like, I really like OJ's character. Um, Out of the two of them, I quite like OJ. I still think he's a bit boring, personally. Yeah. He's a bit just dour and a bit meh. I like Angel. I think Angel's really fun. I think Angel is the character I would be in that situation. <laughs> i like, oh, aliens, let's do shit. Because again, Angel not interested in getting the shot. He's more interested in just proving aliens exist to himself.
0: Yeah. I think I think we've kind of hit the MCR sort of point of Jordan Peele's career now, haven't we? A little bit. This
2: is like, great album.
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you look at... So I'm going to break this down. If we if we were... Because I wanted to use an analogy that you would understand. I
1: appreciate it. Um,
0: if you look at... I don't at, agree
1: with it, but I appreciate if it. If you look at
0: Jordan Peele's first three movies and compare them to MCR's first three albums. So Get Out is the raw, unflinching, ripping the band-aid off, making you look at something uncomfortable film like...
2: I brought you bullets. Yeah.
0: Okay. Us is the bigger, more expansive kind of story that doesn't really stick the landing but it's everything is bigger, everything is more personal, everything is like right out there in front of you. Mm. This would be his Black Parade, where it's more mainstream, it's more straightforward, it's going to appeal to a larger audience that haven't been with him from the beginning, mm. but will find him now. But it lacks the emotional punch, the narrative's telling, and be- aside from a couple of bangers, it's not a really cohesive work that does fall apart towards the end. Mm. Would that be fair to say? That is fair right, to which say. which kinda of makes me wonder what's gonna be his fucking Danger, danger Days. days. Oh,
3: Jesus.
1: <laughs> well that's what I was gonna say, is it doesn't bode well for in, in, for in my, my watch, does it? Because um, I stopped listening to MCR after Pride. I did not enjoy Danger Days.
0: See, um, this movie hasn't put me off of Jordan Peele's work. But it does kind of make me wonder where he goes from here.
1: I think
2: the problem... The thing is, is I love I love Get Out. We've talked about this. I'm not so fussed on As I don't think it like sticks the landing. This, I just... It
1: feels like he had something to say, but he got lost somewhere saying it. Yeah. This, for me, is the least original. And I think that's yeah. why it falls down. It's the least original. Jordan Peele... It's Cowboys vs. It is Cowboys vs. he And he is very he he's very clever in his storytelling mm-hmm. and his writing but he, it feels like it jordan peel in all his glory went i'm going to do an alien movie now and that this is this is the product of that and i think if he is going to continue to pick genres and go oh next i'm going to do a vampire movie that if he's if he's going towards that end point then it's not going to work See- it needs to be fresh from his brain, this like is Get Out thing,
2: was. Is after watching Get Out, if somebody had said to me, Jordan Peele is making a vampire movie, I would picture something like Only Lovers Alive? No. Too gothic. No, but do you know what I mean? Like, something more that existential so and, and, and very existential. And, yeah. yeah, like that's the kind of film I would picture, something far more existential and less is a bloody gory vampire movie, more like there's a lot of metaphors for like, yeah. the treatment of people mm-hmm. and like drug addiction and alcoholism. Yeah. Whereas if someone said to me now, Jordan Peele is making a vampire movie. I would anticipate something like *Underworld*. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think, I think,
2: it, and it, this is the problem: is the more he's making, it, the way he's now just like going, "Oh well, I'm like this." You said you're, you said it yourself. Like it feels like he's trying. I'm going to make an alien film.
1: Yeah, and if if he starts then playing like Mad Libs with with his writing, that's it's gonna get risky territory for him yeah. to like fall off the the wagon, it, like.
0: It feels like this movie was too much like hero worship. Like, this feels like the one movie where he's actually trying to actively filter his ideas through, through the things out. that influenced him. Yeah. Like, he's trying to make his. Ve- and he's openly admitted this. It's, it's he's trying his his to make his of version of a Spielberg movie. movie. And he said that. And the problem, like, the, the thing is, at the end of the day, I can sit here and criticise Jordan Peele or praise Jordan Peele to the end of the earth in either direction. I know in my heart, heart, I am not as creative I've as gone, what Jordan no. Peele is. No. I could never do what Jordan Peele does. So to sit there and say that, like, you know, him making his version of a Spielberg movie is a bad thing seems a little bit
2: But the thing is, we're not... we're not insubordinate. We're not... But the <laughs> thing is, is, like, that's kind of the point of this podcast, is for us yeah. to discuss our feelings and how we feel But about I work.
0: just... What I want him to do is kind of go... Like, he's gone big. He's gone bigger. Like, this movie is a big movie he's in every movie. in every sense of the word. But I think he works best when he is working with more personal material and making smaller, more intimate movies. Yeah, I mean, Us isn't a small movie by any stretch of the imagination, but it revolves around a family and the fear of, you know, fighting with yourself and fighting with your own demons to a certain degree. And Get Out, I mean, is a deeply personal film for him and for a lot of people that were involved in it because it's something that he feels on a daily basis and so many people feel on a daily basis. And then you you get something like this. Like, literally, I could have I could have seen a trailer for this movie, I could have walked into this movie not knowing who directed it and I would have walked out and I probably would have gone, Favreau maybe? Or, you know, yeah. John, John Krasinski? Because this feels more like A Quiet Place than a Jordan Peele movie Neil Blomkamp yeah
3: mm.
0: like exactly it does kind of feel a little bit I think like
2: the problem with this film as well is a lot of the marketing mm. so obviously like you went, we went through a huge phase of, no one really knew what Nope was about we assumed it was aliens because there was a the whole lot of planet earth
0: yeah like... and the first poster was released a year before the film came out and it was literally just the cloud with the, the lights hanging down from it the... and that was it
2: they're it not was it the, the
0: fairy lights that were on the lights. poster. Oh, is it fairy yeah, lights? Yeah, it's like the fair, like the the light coloured light bulbs that are okay. on the string.
2: But anyway, we didn't really know what it was about. There was like everyone was like maybe it's like like horses becoming like alien, or, 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 alien horses are actually aliens. <laughs> I think a
0: lot of the theories about it are actually more interesting than the actual film. <laughs> but then
2: obviously, like there's a big like there's a moment in the trailer, and I think it's the thing everyone clung, clung on to is what's the name for a bad miracle? Yeah. And the thing is, is there's no real payoff. That mm-hmm. line, yeah, because it mentioned the film and it was in all of the trailers. Is what do you call a bad miracle?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But there's not really any payoff for it being said, yeah, because it's not really a bad miracle, yeah. It?
0: Like, and the thing
3: not is, a good
2: miracle, but it's not even it's not <clears throat> really a miracle point blank. Like, you think of something like a miracle, like, when they say a bad miracle, it's, some, it's your miracle. wish coming true, but not in the way you want it to come true. Yeah, like that's a bad miracle. It's, like, me saying, like, oh, I wish I could swim better, and instead of learning to swim better, you, you get turned it. into a fish. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it, it, it I mean? is It is the emphasis <laughs> on the I, be careful what you wish for I sort I don't of thing. I do
2: agree with you about what a miracle is. I no, can... but, like... I was, it was a silly thing. It was a yeah. silly thing. But do you know what I mean? Like a miracle is like somebody walking, like anything from the Bible, Jesus makes the guy walk mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I think the... It'd be like that, but you can walk again, but I don't know, you've got horse legs or something. Yeah, Like that seems like a bad miracle. Like you can walk, but also you're part of a horse now.
0: Do you... Sauce. <laughs> do you guys think... <laughs> one of the main reasons why this movie isn't as good is because it can't mesh its two storylines together like the dupe storyline and the hayward storyline never really come together in any meaningful kind of way
3: no
0: No. and i think the dupe storyline is so underwritten and even though i made a point for it being quite integral to the story i do think that it is massively underwritten for what it is to essentially set up the third act and never really have
2: and the thing is obviously it's supposed to be it's about like taming a predator, really. Mm. And, like, you are right, Duke's storyline is integral to that. But we never really, like... It's assumed he made some kind of deal with the alien. Yeah. But we don't know if he did. We don't know if he didn't. We don't know if it's just that he happened across it, realised it needed feeding, and he
1: could make money off of it. Like... I think... I, I think the deal is... So he's buying horses, right? Does that mean he's lost a horse? Because his horse was legged it like... And got, eaten. Ended, got eaten, he and his family witnessed it and went, Oh shit and rather than being afraid of it and understanding it and respecting it, he had the opposite reaction of like, How do I monetize this? How do yeah. I make money? If we keep giving it horses, the horses that he's buying from OJ. OJ um because he also goes off topic when oj says oh, like, I wanna buy, buy the, the horses, horses back. back. Yeah. He's like, Hey, yes, you're distracted by that, let's go like because yeah. he's been, feeding, he's the been feeding the horses to the alien. Because the, and that's the deal he's made is at six thirty. is there? I will keep giving you. a But horse is there an actual? No, I think it's. I, I think, think it's, it's, more it's of a, the concept of. Yeah. yeah, he's made a deal. Yeah,
0: Jean Jacket didn't fucking shake his.
1: No, <laughs> they, they don't know. They didn't have a chat. But we don't know what Jean Jacket.
0: <laughs> you don't know his life. You don't know his, life you know story. Know
2: his story, <laughs> Jesus. But like.
0: He wears his sunglasses at night, I could tell you that much. Uh,
2: but like, the thing is, I also love as well, is the one horse who survives the whole jean jacket thing. Lucky. That we know is Lucky. who In the beginning of the film, when we first meet him, the actress asks, yeah. oh, is he Lucky?
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, that's
3: good. Because
2: she goes, oh, what's his name? He goes, Lucky. And she goes, oh, is he? Mm. <laughs> and I think yes, OJ responds saying, I think he says, well, I think we'll find out. Or he is. Yeah. It's one of the two. Mm. And then yeah, he's the he's the only horse we meet who survives because
1: he's clever, man. He didn't come <coughs> out of that box. He was like, no, no, no. Lucky was like, ah, know what's happening.
2: I'm I do, going. nope. I
1: literally said, nope,
0: nope. Just to kind of play devil's advocate a bit at mm-hmm. the moment, I do kind of wonder if this movie we maybe didn't think it was as good, perhaps because of like hype and expectation yes. versus reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, the first two Jordan Peele movies were so great, and like he, even his involvement with Candyman, obviously they really sold the fact that he was involved in it
2: even though it's even though
0: it's not his movie it's
2: not please continue um
0: but like with this one uh, is it is it a case that like like a lot of movies like when you see a trailer for a marvel movie or like with rise of skywalker you as a star wars fan will know this more than me Mm. i think a lot of people when they saw the trailer for rise of skywalker built up in their head the movie that they thought they were going to see So they walk in with the expectation of this is what I'm going to see. And then the movie's completely different. And I do kind of wonder if the marketing has built up this movie to be something in people's heads. So they've walked in with a certain expectation. And it's not the film's fault that it hasn't met the expectation. Mm. It's due to the marketing and the audience expectation they put on themselves. I
2: think a big part of the issue of this film is A, it got announced
0: just really struggling to like not
2: say nice things about Jordan Peele. It got announced quite a long time ago. Yeah. And there was a lot of build-up of, like, oh, what is it? And then Jordan Peele kind of didn't give us anything. Like, there wasn't, like, kind of a... We assumed it was aliens, but that was never 100% clear. The trailers don't really tell you a lot about what the film is about. Yeah. I think I would... And because of that, people had kind of built up a story of, like, it means not of planet Earth, like, horse aliens, like all of this yeah stuff. i think if they hadn't and because you'd spent we spent so much time because we didn't know what it was like trying to piece together what this film could potentially be it got built up to a certain degree that then when we've actually watched it we're like oh
0: yeah i think if they'd marketed crazy. it as i mean to
2: be
1: fair the horse aliens
2: thing made so much sense
1: no no it's the knot of planet earth like oh, yeah. who has time to sit there <laughs> and Anagram that shit, like, like anagram? Because like, no. the
2: horse aliens made so much mm-hmm. sense and you watched the original trailer because obviously there's a lot of focus on horses
0: Yeah, the and pe- a lot of people bump, thought the fist bump see, looked like a horse hoof, like A, like a horse-human
2: human hybrid Yeah,
0: okay. and like the woman with the, the, the fucked up face the
2: face where she's she been, 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 she's been a- affected there was like, oh she's like she's a bad miracle Yeah So I Because <laughs> that was kind of the assumption was that the horse people mm. were the bad miracle
1: people.
0: But yeah, I do think by marketing this movie the same way that they marketed the other two Jordan Peele movies did this movie a massive disservice. If, they, if they'd marketed it the way they're fucking marketing it now, mm-hmm. like as just a straightforward alien attack movie, because let's mm-hmm. be honest, that's basically what it is, it is. What it is. Yeah. I think audience's expectations would be lowered. But I think the minute you see, because there's been so much hype and secrecy around the other two Jordan Peele movies... Either either Universal or him have kind of got into this holding pattern of we need to make people think it's like this whole thing. It's like it's like motherfuckers are out here like fucking promoting a David Lynch movie. Like mm. it's not. It's not. And I thought,
1: didn't you? Uh, yeah, it, it's it, they they made it seem like it was going to be like a weird clusterfuck of just odd. Yeah. Like like the shots that that like really stick out to me from where I first saw like the teasers was like the wacky wavy inflatable um, tube men like yeah in, in like a, a desert and like things like that him with his cowboy hat looking up and then people like flying into the sky like it it made it seem like something really wacky and mm-hmm. weird and just bizarre and it wasn't that. Yeah, see, and this is the thing is
2: this is, this is we go about, it's like the bad miracles thing, and the idea that it was like horse people. Mm. Because I think the original thought was that the aliens were taking people and making animals and making deals with them and giving them miracles. But
1: would people have been happy with a film about horse people? Always I would have been. I mean, I would. <laughs> But no, it wasn't about
2: horse people in general. I think the consensus was that like one of the like the one of the horses got taken, and they made a deal, and yeah. that like they got a miracle, and they became human. But it was like a bad miracle because it didn't work the way it was supposed to. It's
1: yeah. like a genie.
2: Yeah, because of the way the line is, and then obviously like in the in the thing, they say the bad miracle line. And then like two shots later, it's the fist bump. A and couple of shots yeah. after that, it's the ladies like thing coming away and seeing like her face yeah and because of i think the way it was shot a lot of people were like oh maybe the aliens are like granting miracles Mm -hmm. but they're not and like the thing is is i feel like that's a really interesting concept of like miracles being given but not in the way you're anticipating them being
0: kind of like a monkey paw
2: kind of like a monkey paw Mm -hmm.
0: like monkey paw productions. like monkey paw productions
2: yes and I liked, like um, but I think that's half of the problem with this movie is because we had so long to kind of contemplate it and kind of come up with theories and ideas and you weren't really given a lot about yeah. what the film was actually going to be about
1: but that's, that's, that's the downfall of so many things nowadays yeah, either true. you give too much away before the movie so you basically watch the movie in the mm-hmm. trailers or you Get don't but you tease it to death like it, it, that's the death of it is if you don't give away enough people will start to magical thinking they will fill in the gaps and they will think that they've got it all figured out mm. and then when it doesn't match those expectations what is never it's never gonna be never gonna win
0: what do we think of the disingenuous nature of the new trailer that's come out with all the the, the extra scenes in it that aren't in the film
1: so i didn't see as much as you did um but
2: yeah, we, were, we weren't
1: there. <laughs> it's just short-sighted, I think. Um, it's, it's always frustrating to go to a film and there are scenes from the trailer that have been cut out. What it's I find, another thing to have seen the film and then see that they've still... What it I find scene. interesting as well is
2: that this trailer has just come out.
0: Yeah, as it's hit the UK.
3: Yeah, but.
2: as it's hit the UK. This film's already been out for two weeks. Yeah. We're two weeks behind and they didn't think, oh, let's no, cut those scenes out of the trailer, like, just quick, like...
1: I have to say that you did mention the crab climbing over the mm. house. Surely that's not like a reference to the oh, scene where it's the scene the where disc it's over the house. Is over the house.
2: Maybe. But so maybe some of the scenes that are in the trailer like aren't in the film, but they're referencing things that happen yeah. in the movie. Without giving it away. Without giving it away.
0: Because there's the new... I, I wonder if they've... it re- out
2: of context.
0: Like, I wonder if they've released yeah. a new trailer over here because it's been delayed for so long. Like It's a three-week well, delay. The
2: trailer we had, and that was still being shown yeah. now in the cinemas, had the original release date on and
0: it. And I, I also wonder <laughs> if maybe the tracking wasn't as good over here. So they were like, we need to release a new trailer with more footage in it to kind of get bums in seats.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty it was, empty. it was
0: And like, the thing is as well, like the scene, there's a scene, so there's a scene in the new trailer where M is walking down the Hollywood Walk of Fame and she's taking selfies and there's someone dressed as Dorothy and stuff there. It's a really quick scene. Like, I may have missed it when I went to the toilet, but there's a no. scene, no, 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 there's oh. a scene in the trailer where... He OJ has sat next to his dad's bedside, and you see the X-ray with the yeah, penny in it, makes... and stuff like that. And I was like, I didn't see that in the film, so I must have missed that when I'd, I'd left to go and complain about the screen. But like, <laughs> there's, there's like, I don't under, like, I don't understand, especially as you said, this far into the film being released in other territories, why they are deliberately me- mismarketing marketing this pe- this movie to people still, and that new trailer, if you've avoided everything else is too spoilery so the original trailer was not spoilery at all the new trailer basically spells the movie out in three especially
2: minutes especially seen as, as well in the uk if you want to see it you've had to avoid spoilers for two yeah, weeks, already, three weeks. Three weeks already three weeks already to then have a new trailer that basically spoils the entire film yeah. and a lot of people do on release weekend
1: anything but to like do with
0: film but the I thing is
1: sure sorry are we are we sure that they haven't cut things out for the uk no
0: because there was i I knew that there were scenes in a new trailer i hadn't watched a trailer but i've seen someone on twitter say i can't believe they're still showing it from america saying i can't believe they're still showing a trailer okay but also that trailer if you see a trailer come on in the the cinema screen you can walk out and go to the toilet you can avoid trailers that trailer i saw was playing on a giant screen in the fucking foyer as people were walking in to see the fucking movie I was like, imagine queuing up to get an ice cream and that trailer that basically spoils the movie that you're about to walk into is playing in front of you and you can't avoid it. You can't do anything.
1: It's an immersive experience, Simon. You just don't look.
0: But you know what I mean, though? <laughs> like, yeah, but you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that is a bit of a, like, weird... Especially
2: if like, you don't know it's because there's no sound to it and you're, like, mm. not really paying attention and you're just, like, looking over that way and you see it on the screen. Because there is, like, I saw a few clips and I was like, I cannot believe they put that in a trailer. Mm. yeah. Because the house
0: scene is in the trailer. Yeah, and like the scene of that—the scene scene of the dad's death, the scene of OJ Mm. Senior's death, him dying, getting hit with the penny, and falling off the horses in the fucking trailer. The
2: falling off his horse is in the original trailer.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't show you like the scene afterwards stuff. It shows. It basically shows you the whole Mm, sequence. Yeah,
2: because the scene where he falls off the horse you see in the original trailer. Mm. Yeah. I am interested
0: because we didn't go and see it in IMAX. This movie was shot in IMAX. And it was done by uh, Hoyt Van Hoytema, who was the director of the DP, who's done a bunch of Chris uh, Chris Nolan's movies. He did, like, Tenet. He did Inception. And I think he may have done Dune, I think. Don't quote me on that. He may have done Dune with... um, Oh, no, I don't think Dune was him, but it doesn't matter. Is
1: that his name on purpose? Hoyt
0: Van Hoytema. Yeah, he's Dutch. That's his actual name. Wow. Um, But, yeah.
3: That's a Dutch
0: name. So there are scenes in this movie that go to IMAX. Do you think the experience would have been better in IMAX? I don't think it
2: would have made much difference. I, I think Jean
0: really. Jacket would have looked sick in IMAX. I mean, I'm just... I've
2: never seen a film in IMAX. You're not? Well,
0: oh, we... no, I have. Yeah, I yeah we, have, saw, I have, we like... saw Ghostbusters Afterlife in I don't, IMAX.
2: I don't think God, it would have
3: mattered too, too, too Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We were supposed to see Scream in premium format, but we got moved into a smaller screen because reasons. Um... And we saw we saw that new movie about that place written by that thing by that person that we don't talk about that franchise that's dead to Warner Brothers. Oh
2: yeah, um, uh, mm-hmm. secrets.
0: Yeah, we saw that in IMAX as well, and it wasn't worth it. It was a wank. Um, but yeah, I, um, I I think there are certain scenes in this movie that would look amazing in IMAX, like the storm scene would look amazing in IMAX in premium format.
1: I don't I don't think the visuals would have been worth it. Mm. It's it's a desert. It's not a particularly picturesque desert. (laughs) It's it's just a desert. There are some horses. There's a lot of indoor scenes, and the outdoor scenes are literally just desert and the sky. None of that, to me, warrants wanting to see that in IMAX. It's not visually appealing to the eyes. So why would I pay more to to see it in, in all its desert glory. desert glory. I love the desert. I want to go to the desert. Not that one.
0: Right, I'm going <laughs> to do the round robin as we wrap this episode up. I'm going like, to point at each of you, do the thing. So, Lee, mm-hmm. three things. Will you watch this movie again, and do you think this movie will improve on rewatches? Mm-hmm. Rank your Jordan Peele movies, and give me your final thoughts and a final score on Nope. And then, Nicole, you do the same.
2: Probably not. I will probably never rewatch this film. I don't like alien films as it is. This one has not convinced me otherwise. Um, ranking my movies, get out us, nope.
0: Final thoughts on nope?
2: Final thoughts. It's all right. It's an alien film, like that's what it is. Like yeah, I could go and watch any number of other alien films that would be f- better. <laughs> like in all honesty. Um,
0: Do you consider it a horror film?
2: Not really. I d- I don't. I I I just think it's like a, a space adventure. Alien. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I will <laughs> <Not> <laughs> masager, But like an just like an alien movie. Like, I, it's will... Not...
0: I will say one thing though. Jordan peele knows how to shoot horror even this, though... this is sorry. my sorry my <laughs>
2: bit sure. god such bit god a bad a little um you a it's like not i just think it's like an little a horror bit a horror at all. i a think watch i a to watch a horror movie that was about aliens i alien. like, that's a that's watch alien a that's movie like a that's a horror movie this is just an alien film that is a uh, rating wise, uh, it's really beautifully shot. I do like the acting. They do give it a good welly. Um, I like the soundtrack. I think the creature design was kind of cool. I don't think it was scary in any way, shape or form, but it looks awesome. And uh, Stephen Yeun's in it, which is always, uh, always worth a point in my book. So I'm gonna give it a three.
0: Okay. The blue. What were the
1: questions? Or <laughs> what was the first one?
0: Would you rewatch it and do you think it will improve on rewatches?
1: I would rewatch it mostly because my other half wasn't here to to watch it also so I think that she will want to do that but I don't predict that she will enjoy it. I think I will probably enjoy it more on second on second watch because there were some really standout scenes in 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 it which um we didn't even get a chance to discuss but I think there are like go see it. There are some good bits.
0: Um, what standout scenes did you think were in it that we didn't get to discuss?
1: Like the little,
2: the little aliens. Oh yeah, the scene in the in the horse stable. That see, is that's
0: another scene. scene that they tease in the fucking trailer because they show you the little alien head walking around the corner, which makes you think again: this we're is going to be a fucked up alien. alien movie. Yeah, that scene is actually incredibly well shot. It is.
1: It's creepy as fuck. That was like I was like turning to Lee like oh my god this is so creepy I have to like cover my eyes, um, and yeah again like I think it has got and and the the scene in the house where everything's raining on it absolutely like yeah. some really really brilliant standout scenes and and I think like we've we've said the, the, the landing of it is just a bit eh but yeah I would definitely watch it again and I think I would enjoy it again. Rate your Jordan. Really I would rank it yeah I probably would rank it third behind obviously get out number 1 2 it just in, in order chronological order. order um and I don't think it's a horror movie but I don't know that it's intended to be a horror movie mm. I don't I don't think it it's it's supposed to be it's the only there are thrilling bits but there's no horror there's no horror graphics I think the most ho- horrific is um the the scene of them like being eaten, like swallowed, like because that's just a bit like ugh like creepy. But um yeah, I think I think you're a bit too hard on it, Lee. But um <laughs> I'm generally the harsh <laughs> one to be honest. But it's not it's not incredible, but I think it has got some real redeeming factors in it. Right Score you? out of five. Score out five. I want to give it like a three point five.
0: <laughs> you can, can do, re- that do that, if you want. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm doing a three point five because I think it was better than you think it was. I don't think it was quite. I like mean, a three is still middle ground. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you were so harsh. On I'm it. harsh like... on everything. I
2: can, I can, unless I absolutely love a film, I'm really harsh. On it. Most films get rated quite low, so
1: three point five. Final answer.
0: See, I think personally, I will rewatch it mm. because I'm one of those people that if I don't like a film initially, I will try to convince myself like I have seen us so many times to try and find the good in that movie. Mm. And I've kind of reached a middle ground with us now where I'm like, yeah, it's good. I just wish it had a different ending. Um, and I feel like this will be the same. I feel like this, this movie will reveal more of itself on rewatches. And I don't think it is a movie. It's not a McDonald's movie. You can't just consume once and destroy. Like you have to kind of at least watch it twice um, because of all the little hidden things in it, like you know, we didn't even we didn't even talk about the animal imagery. How all of Jordan Peele's movies have a really prominent animal at the front, and like what an- the animals mean. Mm. You know, like there's the deer in in Get Out. There's like the animals in Us as well. There's the whole rabbit motif in Us. Oh, yeah, the then obviously mm. this one is horses. You know, I I don't I, you know like what ho- what what do horses mean in the context of this film, whereas we know what the animals mean in the context of the other mm. films. Like what do the horses mean in the context of this film? So I think watch like there's a, there's a really prominent shot of an owl in this movie. Like what what's the owl got to do with anything? You know when she's in when they're in Jupe's office.
3: That's
1: not a prominent
2: shot. But
0: she's she's she stood that, next to the I owl think poster. That and the owl might is be a
2: reference to us though.
0: Yeah, and this is what I mean. Like
2: because the scissors are also in Jupe's office as well. Son of a bitch! Are you fucking
0: serious?
1: Yeah. I didn't see that either. I, I was looking for. See, and
0: Jordan Peel said in an interview there was a connection <laughs> to Christ. us. He's like, but you'll really have to look. And this fucking. <laughs> this bitch. She's like, yeah, man, the tethered scissors are there, son. Yeah, the
1: scissors
0: are in. Oh, fuck. We should have known. Yeah. yeah. I think fucking.
2: the owl might also be potentially. because obviously the owl is um, intrinsic to the spirit quest at the beginning of the film.
0: What the fuck? How are you pulling this shit now right at the end of the episode? You son of a bitch. Ah, motherfucker.
1: Lee knows how to sneak the landing. See,
0: and this (laughs) this is what I'm saying. This is why you need to watch his movies at least Mm -hmm. twice. Because I didn't spot the scissors. I spotted the owl. But
2: you didn't make the connection. Yeah, and like... I made that connection.
0: And like, there's there's obvious references to other films. Like, when Jean Jacket shows up, he says, It's here, which is obviously a reference to Poltergeist with the there here. And there's obviously references to other films. There's
2: a reference to Wizard of Oz as well, like an actual spoken reference yeah. to Wizard of Oz. Uh, it's in the background of one of the scenes. There's an interview with a woman who got abducted by aliens who says, um, I couldn't just click my heels three times and come home.
3: Yeah.
1: The only reference I got was Rano um, OJ Run. O. J. Run.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think that the more I watch this movie, my opinion may change. Because mm. um, my opinion has changed a lot on us since I saw it. Um, in terms of ranking the Jordan Peele movies, my gut feeling is telling me the same as you guys. Get Out, I think, will never be topped. Mm. Us and then this. Whether this and us switch places over time, I don't know. Um, that's going to be something that I'm going to have to figure out on multiple rewatches. Do something
2: else quickly that um, I've learned that I like? That I think oh. it's really interesting. So, you know, when you get the full shot of what happened at the Gordy incident mm-hmm. and he stops and he looks over and he's moving his hands? Yeah. Uh, he's signing to Ricky, What Happened Family? Yes. Oh my
0: I God. knew that. I think it was on like the Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. yeah. He's signing, oh
2: What Happened Family. Going to make yeah. me cry. Because he had basically a break, so he doesn't remember killing them.
0: See, that and that, and, and like, you talk about there being no moments of horror in this movie. The go- oh, the, the gorgeous scene and, is- yes. and, But I love the way yeah, that Jordan right. Peele films it. Like, there's that scene where he chases the dad, mm. and then you just see it as the swinging door is that opening means- and closing. Yeah, like, you
2: Ed don't fantastic. see yeah. her face get eaten. Yeah. You see him come down, and the, you can hear. Mm.
0: Jordan the- Peele is a master of, like, Showing you enough that your brain fills in the rest, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that in his work, I love that he does that in a lot of his films. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think come, on, you I, look and, like you're about to say something,
1: and that's that's kind of the what I was the point I was trying to make of actually deep diving. There are some absolutely fantastic standout moments, but it is completely overshadowed by the fact that the last hour of the film is them with the with the with Jean Jacket, which is just to, it's too drawn out
0: hmm.
1: that could have been shorter and you could have extended those moments which were much more stand out anyway please continue
0: <laughs> yeah so so i think i think my i think my final thoughts on it are very similar I, across the board we have very similar opinions i think i think the marketing for this movie has done this movie a massive disservice and i think that will be one of the main things that people will take away from this people's own expectations will ruin the film. The film is perfectly fine. It's a perfectly good movie. There are moments where I was locked in. Like, I'm always locked in watching a Jordan Peele movie. I was locked in for the first hour. Like, Lee was trying to look at me when stuff was happening, and I just was blanked her out because I was so focused.
2: I wasn't. I was looking to see if you were looking over at Nicole because she was hiding behind her hat. Because
0: because Jordan Peele has trained me as an audience member to constantly always be looking at the Mm. screen for little things and hidden stuff. So I I tend to not take my eyes off the screen. I like to be locked into his worlds. But I did kind of find myself towards the end of this movie being like, are we nearly there? Are we nearly there? Mm. Which is not something I've ever found myself doing with a Jordan Peele movie before um it doesn't make me concerned not that it should because I'm sure he doesn't give a fuck about my opinion but I'm not concerned as a fan where he goes from here um I still think that he is capable of making movies that you know this movie I don't think will land with audiences now but I think this is a movie that we will still be talking about in 10 10 years Mm -hmm. Jordan Peele put it the perfect way when he was asked about it on the red carpet, he went, if you just want to smoke a blunt with your friends, watch an alien movie, you can. He said, if you want to come out and have a deep philosophical conversation about the state of the world based on the metaphors and things that I've created in this movie, you can. Mm. He said, it's for both audiences. And I think, you know, mainstream, I think the best thing that this movie will do is it will bring more mainstream people to Jordan Peele. And ultimately that will give him more creative avenues going forward where he can make bigger movies with more of a budget and maybe get more crazy as he goes on, or it's going to have the opposite effect and the audience that he had originally will be turned off because he's not delivering the type of film that they're used to. Mm. It's too early to say which side of the coin. I think this will be a movie where a lot of people will jump on the Jordan Peele bandwagon, but just as many people will jump off.
1: But what I hope is, if that is the case, it doesn't change his work Yeah. more and more as time goes I hope time. he
0: still remains... Because the thing is, at the end of the day, there's so many people out there that are taking the Marvel money or the DC money or the sequel money. And there's not enough people out there creating original work. Mm -hmm. When you've got directors like him, John Krasinski, who did A Quiet Place. You've Mm. got, you know, as we were discussing on the way home, you've got people like Ari Aster. You've got people like Robert Eggers. Mm. You've got, you know, all of these people that haven't taken the franchise money and have continued. You take someone like Adam Wingard, for example, who made Your Next and The Guest. And then he hopped aboard the Godzilla and Death Note train. And then like the guys like Radio Silence, who, made, who we love, but they made Ready or Not, and then they went straight into making two Scream sequels back to back. You know, that's not an original work. I want to see more people working in a creative original space. And if Jordan Peele smashing out three movies that makes $100 million means that his next movie is about a killer clown hunting down fucking orphans on the bahamas being chased by zombies on jet skis then so fucking be it because at the end of the day at least it's something we've never seen before Mm. and i would rather have a movie that shoots for the stars and doesn't quite land but is original rather than like part seven of something that doesn't Um, mean anything yeah Um, and that's kind of my thoughts on it and that's my takeaway so what did you want to say
2: one last reference for you both oh
0: you son of I nearly landed in your vagina. The
2: back of <laughs> the van not. that <laughs> Angel is driving Yeah, has the numbers 1111 on oh. the doors, which is a reference to Jeremiah 1111, which is the thing um, that the first tether has
0: us. in us. Yeah. Yep. Fuck's sake.
1: You haven't given your number.
0: Um, I'm giving it a three out of five.
1: Oh wow! So i went higher than both of you. Yeah, but we're
2: probably even kill about
0: midway through. Yeah, but you you forget though a three point five for me is basically me fucking jizzing over it because yeah. I I love him so much. Well, Jordan, I'm available if you
1: need anything. He's like you can <laughs> have it. Stop right? it! <laughs> First,
2: you fucking are all over Jack Wade. Jordan, now call me. Now he's
1: all over Jordan, Jordan Pale. Don't listen to her, Jordan. <laughs> I'm all yours.
0: If you ever need a mediocre white man to be in one of your movies, I will do that for you, sir. <laughs> I will do that for you. I love how you
2: acknowledge you're a mediocre white man. Thank you for that. <laughs>
1: Mediocres. Yeah. It's saying
2: if you, if you need
0: If you need a three-stroke Tommy, I'm your man. <laughs> and on that bombshell... Uh, I want to thank, once again, Nicole, for coming on the podcast. Thanks
1: for
2: having
0: me. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you because on I'm here.
1: can never, ever, ever
2: let Hermes <laughs> sure. yeah.
0: and I'm sure. She's getting
2: jelly. I'm sure at
0: some point we will find another reason to bring you on. Um, the reason why you're on this one, for anyone that's asking, is I think you're the only other person I know that loves Jordan Poole movies as much as I do. So I literally said to Lee, I was like, when I found out you were coming over this weekend, I was like... We have to invite Nicole to see, no. I was like, she gets it. She loves Jordan Peele as much as I do. Like, let's do this. Um,
1: I mean, I thought I loved Jordan Peele. And then you were like, this happened and then this happened. And Jordan's birthday is this day. And, <laughs> and so maybe not. Yeah. But if he keeps doing movies as good as his comedy is.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's our thoughts on Nope. Have you guys seen Nope yet? What were your thoughts? Uh, do you have any theories that you want to share with us? What do you think of our batshit insane theories? Um, what do you think of like Jordan Peele's career at this stage? Let us know. As always, on social media, you can find us on Twitter: s i m a h f pod. So I'm married, a horror fan, all lowercase, all one word on Instagram and Tumblr. Thank you once again for all your continued support. Everyone that follows us, shares, retweets, likes, subscribes, gets the notifications on, does all the things algorithmically <laughs> that help us to reach our audience. We appreciate you as always. We will be back on Monday with our look at Wes Craven's new nightmare and um, continuing our Wes Craven Appreciation Month throughout August. And, and next Friday, we will also be dropping a brand new cross the stream episode on the Banana Splits movie. So look out for both of those episodes. And uh, yeah, as always, stay spooky, stay safe. Take care, guys. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.